Immerse yourself in the outdoor experience. It will cleanse your soul and make you a better person. Fred Berry. Okay, boys, kill You can find us in the wood duck swamps of South Carolina. In the goose fields of North Carolina. And chasing tom turkeys in the open cutovers. Whether it be velvet whitetails in August, or hard horned bruisers in late December. Cold time. You can always find our family out in God's creation doing exactly what we live for. Thanks for watching and welcome to Mid-Carolina Outdoors. Hey everybody, this is Morgan. Um, welcome back to the second episode of the Hunting the Carolinas podcast, uh, second episode of a four-part miniseries. And we are here with Jess. What's going on, Morgan? Oh, not much. Not much, man. I just got a few questions for you here to start off with. Uh, let me know a little bit of like background information about yourself and stuff like that, about your age and whatnot. Gotcha. Well, my name is Jesse Balcom. I'm 26 years old. I obviously like to hunt and fish. I mean, uh, kind of like you said when we talked the other day, yeah. I love riding dirt bikes. That's something we all go do together. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, there's all kinds of stuff. Just basically anything outdoors. Anything outside, I'm all in. I watch football or something, you know, TV occasionally, but I'm not much doing anything inside. I want to be outside. Even after work, you know, I come home, I'll be outside just pitching, just try to find something yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, like I said, it's just. Yeah, man. Hey, it's all, always good to be outside, you know. For sure, for sure. There's just, there's so many things you can do in the outdoors and God's creation and whatnot. Exactly right. It'll get but, much better. Oh, yeah. No, it does not. But I agree, though. Sometimes it's good to just stay inside and watch a football game. <laughs> <laughs> like this weekend. Yeah, it's be oh pretty gosh, rough this weekend. Coming in. Yeah. yeah, praying for everybody down in Florida. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's no joke down there. I actually got a dude that I work with. Uh, he's at, supposed to move down there. Friday yeah. Oh yeah. He literally he's uh, moving to St. Petersburg, which is gosh. right beside mm -hmm. uh, you know Tampa where it's hitting. So yeah. honestly, they just bought their house a couple months back, and I think before they even get moved into it, it's going to get hit by a hurricane. So man, that's pray for them. Pray for everybody else in that area. Hope it works out for them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to go ahead and head on to our next question. Um, how old were you when you started hunting, if you can recollect? Well, I know for a fact that I shot my first deer when I was 10 years old, for sure. Yeah. And that was actually, believe it or not, the last day of the season that year. It was either, <laughs> I think, January 1st. Yeah. And uh, just a yearling doe 
but my God, might as well have been a simple. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, the first one's always just different, man. It's just. What's crazy, me and Dad had hunted a good bit that year. It was just kind of a slow year or whatever, so it was just so awesome. That was honestly, that was the first time I'd ever sat by myself. He yeah. didn't even, he, he was going to go hunting. He took me out there, stuck me in the stand, and then just, he went back to the camper and said he was getting ready to go, and he's like, nah, he just sat in the truck and happened to be sitting there right when I shot, and he was out there in five yeah. minutes. I mean, oh, that's he pretty had to cool, call man. Nothing. He heard the shot, and he was rolling. Like I said, it was the first time I'd ever sat by myself at a, group of does come out right there at dark i picked the one i wanted and popped her and yeah. dropped her right in the tracks oh yeah 270 heard that heard that that's what i'm talking yeah, about but honestly i gotta say he had me out there hunting when i was probably five years old i remember sitting in a ground blind with him one time it was in like a kind of a t on a trail you know mm-hmm. and uh we were sitting right in the middle of it and i remember there was at one time we had like 20 deer on the left, like 25 or 30 deer on the right. It was just unreal. Just yeah, all those little bucks and little ones, nothing. No shooter bucks, but it was just something I'll never forget, you know. I was, yeah. I was five, six years old, but it's just when stuff like that happens, it just kind of ingrains it in your memory, you know. You don't really remember anything else from the hunt before it, after it, anything, but mm-hmm. you remember that picture kind of, you know. You yeah, just, just side, all of them. You look out the other side and you just see it, you know, like just, it was yesterday. Just deer. It was unreal. Just deer everywhere. Sure. That's Another probably thing. what got me hooked, I ain't gonna lie. Another thing, too, to add on to that, I was um, two years old. <laughs> yep. yep, that's kind of yeah, funny. at that time, for sure. Yeah. That's crazy thing. <laughs> crazy. God. Uh, well, coming pretty much straight off of that, uh, what are some of your first real good memories you can remember from hunting? Obviously that one, you know. I mean, well, like I said, the one about the, you know, the ground blind. Mm-hmm, of course. And then it seems like, you know, this is kind of a crazy one too, but I just remember this is you know my dad worked out of town a good bit. So mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, nothing he could do about it. It was just where the work was. He had to go for it. All good. You know, we appreciate the heck out of him. For oh it. yeah, yeah. But like I said, he was out of town a lot, so we would only get to hunt on the weekends when he was home. Yeah. And you know, during the week I was so young, I couldn't couldn't really go. You know, on my own or whatever. And mom wasn't too into it. You know, so. My grandma Margaret, it was it was amazing. <laughs> she would come pick me up in her little car, and we'd drive uh, to the cemetery. We got a little spot up there behind the cemetery, and we'd go out there and I'd shoot at squirrels. I mean, it was just, <laughs> as far as that was some great times. I give anything to go back out there with her again. Oh yeah, now, but I doubt I could talk her into that these days. And you might. Maybe, she'd sit up maybe. in the car. <laughs> nah, that was that was good times. I'll never forget that. I even wrote a little story about it. I, it's, yeah, it's, it's in there on the right fridge. Now. Yeah, yeah in their I house. Was, I think it was like a kindergarten, first grade, mm, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, I wrote a little little paper about it. You know, about grandma taking me on. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I'll always remember. That's real, real it's cool. I I remember sure. hearing about that story. Oh yeah, before. For sure. I guarantee yeah. she's done the same thing with you at one point or another for sure. She's taken me fishing multiple times i don't yeah. think she's ever taken me hunting but yeah. i can remember multiple oh, yeah, she times she's taken me fishing, me fishing. Too. but no nah, also just stuff like that just coming up with that i mean the first memories as far as like i said that one and then you know with, with her and whatnot but like i said there's just so many i mean there were so many back then i mean the first the first year i saw the first deer me and him killed together we yeah me and dad i was sitting right beside him and he shot a giant doe i'm talking about 150 160 pounds huge yeah that's a huge. real big one that was the first year we ever killed together and then uh you know just basically the same thing we shot a couple of deer behind the house together you know mm-hmm. stuff like that just just growing up and then you know it just there's so many of them back then just getting introduced to hunting it was, oh, all, yeah. it was all great you know yeah yeah it, 
there's very rarely that you really have a bad memory, so to speak. Yeah, and and see when you have the bad memories, because it happens. And they're so outweighed, though. Yeah, they're outweighed, but you learn from them. Of course, it's actually a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It makes you a better hunter. Yeah. I don't give a crap what anybody says. The best of the best out there, they've all made mistakes. Oh yeah, of course. Deer get away from. Of course, they've all had. It's all happened. It's just, but if if, if you learn from it, if you learn from it, it's it's more like exactly it makes it a little easier to. Yeah, it's less of a bad memory and more of a learning experience or a learning curve, so to speak, something more along those lines. Well, coming straight off of first memories, um, I'm gonna ask you about uh, what's some of your best memories from recent years, if you can Uh, think of some. I gotta say, I mean, some of those duck hunts we went on last year. Oh yeah, of course. But number one, and it's not even for me, it's for you, it's that band of duck you shot. I couldn't believe it. Well, I took you boys out there for youth day. Went out there, it was, we had already, it was the first one, wasn't it? The first youth day. It was, it was, uh, I want to say it was February so like, 5th? It was like we talked about Something on the last episode. Lines. Uh, the, the beaver pond that we were hunting is the same same place, you know, yep. these days. When you shot that duck, it was awesome. Because, I mean, I just, I knew there was going to be birds in there because mm-hmm. where yeah. we had seen them back during the regular season on that last week. We had watched them go down in the back so much back there. So I knew there was going to be some birds in there, but I never in a hundred Another thing, too, that was that teal. pretty cool about that story is that I was actually off walking trying oh, to yeah. get a uh, wood duck drake that exactly. we had already downed. Exactly. And you did. You had and I, I found him. Yeah, I just got him, and I hooked him up. Yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy, <laughs> too. Yeah, he shot out from underneath. I saw it on your GoPro. He got up in like a like a big clot of grass. Right near the edge, yeah. and I was digging through that grass. It was kicking in there. I had a stick. I was poking down in there, too. All of a sudden, I felt something hit my legs and just kind of reactingly, you know, shut yeah, my legs course, together real hard, and I felt it, and I was like, what is this? And I was just kind of, I took my glove off and pulled my sleeve up. It'd be hard to believe you didn't have GoPro video of it, huh? Yeah. Oh, gotta, it'd be crazy. I gotta find it. I gotta get it on my phone. I, I, took, get that I took my up. glove off and rolled my sleeve up and... And she reached down there and grabbed him and pulled him up. That's so funny. Like I said, I'll try to find that and get that posted up on our Instagram. Yeah, I just got him, though. That was wild. Yeah, I, I definitely I, got it somewhere. I just got to go back on the GoPro and uh, SD card and find it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's so funny. For sure. I just got him up and uh, hooked on to my you know, duck strap that I yeah. had attached to my waders. Yeah. And I was starting to make my way back. And um, one of our good hunting buddies that we hunt with, his name's uh, Brett Presley. And... I could hear him from the other side yell ducks, and I glanced up above me, and I just that see this fast. group of three right above my head, and I just pulled. There was two of them in the front, and then one kind of hanging, hanging behind them, and I was the able to pull up and get a shot in on that one and dropped him off to our left, and I walked over there to him. I had no idea. It's crazy. Dropped him right first. in the decoys. I mean, yeah, I know. Right was, square if right I wasn't a shot, the other two landed yeah, in the decoys yeah, after I, I shot well, I him. Saw, I, I never saw them come in, but I saw them two fly mm-hmm. off after yeah. you shot. Yeah, I was over looking for the other one that we had shot, and I went straight to him. I was just standing there beside him waiting. And that was like our second or third bird of the day, you know, yeah, and I didn't even know sure. it was a teal at first. Yeah, I got over there to him and was like, oh, cool, it's a teal drake. And then I got real over to him, and floating. I was like. You can see it on the GoPro. You're walking up to him. He's floating upside down. You see his little legs just kind of barely kicking <laughs> or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you just went, you go from just like slowly making your way through yeah. the swamp. To oh, the yeah. You're getting there all of a sudden. It's banded. It's banded. You just see it. You just see a little piece of metal yeah. sticking up. <laughs> hey, man, that's good stuff for sure. Yeah. But uh, let me think. Something else, man. I just, right off of that, I mean, we shot a full limb of mallards on 
public land last year. I mean, yeah. In North yeah, Carolina. in North Carolina during Ooh. the uh, October season. I'm pretty darn proud of that, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, was a great a trip. Heck of a memory because I mean, it was one of those we were going for the love of it, not because we really expected a yeah, whole cause lot. Yeah, because we had really <laughs> and we shot we'd been hunting out there in that same public area for two or three years and it's seen a bunch long, of birds, seen a good bit of birds. They were just all well. We always, we always went in the late season, and they were real pressured, and they were hard to get the decoy. And we did shoot one or two here and yeah, there. Yeah, of course. You know, a couple mergs and some and a mallard hen. Yeah. And then, but we finally just said, you know what, we're going to go out there and try it in the early season one time. We went out there during the October season yeah. and just tore them up. Yes, sir. Some wood ducks, too. Yeah. 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 On that trip, sure. I think we shot uh, three woodies and six mallards. Well, for the week. We're, for the week, for the yeah, weekend. for the week, yeah, we, of course. We for, for the three days. The, the three days. days. The first yeah. three days split it yeah. yeah. We shot three woodies the first day, and we shot our limited mallards, but obviously that one got away from mm-hmm. us over on the other body where we couldn't get yeah. couldn't get to retrieve them, but we counted them towards our limit and quit shooting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, oh, yeah. that was the main thing. But like I said, as far as I'm concerned, we limited. There was just no physical way possible. Mm-hmm. Unless we found a way to jump the tracks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, like I said, I'm trying to think. Any other ones? I mean, let's see. We shot the three wood ducks, and we shot the full limit that day, and then we shot another single mallard the next day mm-hmm. to close that split. Yeah. Yep, yep. But, uh, is there anything else, man? I'm going off of all ducks, but that's just what we've been we've been after so much lately. Yeah. Know? Um. Shoot. I, I will say when, when Dad shot tall times, when Dad shot that, uh, dad shot tall times. That was one heck of a memory. Yeah. Um. Last year, just just yeah. last year at the end of the season, it was December, I believe. Me and my girlfriend just kind of decided to random just to go out just there, go out and, there see and jump what in the box, just, man. Yeah, just for a couple hours. We was running late too, and everything. We didn't get there, but as soon as we got up there, we might have sat there ten minutes, and then uh, just heard this loud grunt. I mean. Yeah, I knew. I mean, all oh, yeah. I, I knew immediately <laughs> this was a real deer, you know what? Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, right after that, a doe pops out in front of us, literally like 40, 50 yards, and she just takes like three or four steps, and then boom, right behind her. Now, granted, he wasn't like yeah. right, but he was a huge. Oh, he was deer. a real big deer, you know, big body it, too. It, that deer big was, mature that deer buck, was well over sure. two hundred pounds. Yeah, definitely a mature buck, well over two hundred pounds, every bit of four or five years old. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I maybe, fully agree. Maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe I more. fully agree. I'm telling you, that deer had outrageous mass on him. If he would have been the same on both sides. Yeah, symmetrical. He'd have been a stud. Eight oh, boy. yeah, like said, for sure. Just, it was just that one side was all bladed out. I mean, it still looked pretty cool, but. It did look cool, yeah. That deer would do some damage fighting. Mm-hmm. I can tell mm-hmm. you that. I bet he had it, already no, he that year. He did, because that's part of the story. Yeah. Five minutes later, I, he came out. I saw him pull my arrow up. Boom, dropped him right in his tracks. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Girlfriend yeah. had it on the cell phone video. You know, that was all small, yeah. well, and good. So we're sitting there hanging out, you know, just, just chilling for a minute, giving him a minute, letting everything calm back down. And then, of course, here comes this little porky horn, you know, slipping across the back back there, right literally 30, 40 yards from where mm-hmm. he was laying. And I looked at her. I was like, you want to take him? You know? She was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he came right out of the and smoked him. I mean, absolutely. He might have went That's 20 great. yards and piled right up. Yeah, good stuff, though, man, for sure. Another thing too about that is that it is that that's that was probably two hundred yards away, 
Oh yeah, from, from where, like, we're where we right are now. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah less. I mean, right less, out there in really, the maybe, maybe 130, 140. It yeah. really ain't that far. Yeah, at all. Oh yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, man, uh, we're gonna go on to our next question here. Uh, what would you consider your favorite type of hunting? I think I already know the answer, but <laughs> man, it's easy for me to say waterfowl. Yeah, just because it is so fast paced, such a good time. Mm-hmm. But. But like I said, I just, I, I could say that all I want, but you take deer hunting away from me for a year or two. Nah, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. No, no I wouldn't, because <laughs> I can't waterfowl hunt. But that that, that is true, too. Another so, thing um, also off of that is you can't come home from work at exactly 4 right. o'clock and exactly, go exactly. duck hunting. You, you can, if, of course. If, but if, if it was a perfect world and I got to just do whatever I wanted to every single day, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. It's probably going to be duck hunting, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure, especially if I could, you know, travel and do it like uh, old Ramsey Russell and <laughs> somewhere all the time, duck yeah. season somewhere, you know. Yeah. Because that's true. That guy is wild. He goes all over the, you know, all over the world chasing duck season. Yeah. And it's literally duck season all year somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what's wild. It's oh yeah, yeah. In the world. Uh, depending depending on which um, hemisphere, hemisphere you're in, exactly. Oh, exactly. But yeah, like I said, in that perfect world, yeah, it'd probably be duck. Yeah. But in my world, it's it's a fifty fifty shot, man. If I get to go duck hunt, I'd much prefer to. Yeah. But deer hunting is right there with it, especially it, if it's that magical time of year for the deer. Mm, you know, right there in October, mid November, late December, November. Yeah. September is really tough, but if you start getting into that pre rut and the rut. And honestly, for me, I've had some of my best luck in the post-rut, really. Because yeah. basically what I would consider like the second rut where all the does that didn't get bred the first go-around yeah. come back in. Because that's, that's when I mean, it was like December 15th, I think, when we mm-hmm. shot that deer. Yeah, it was year. real and late was season. rutting hard. I mean, like, he was right on her. If not, maybe had already just bred her. I mean, yeah. Really, cause oh, like yeah. Like I said, I mean, we're sitting there and just all just like, I mean, just this unreal mm-hmm. burly old grunt. Right? Yeah, from a big old mature buck. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, um, like I was saying a second ago, you can't really come home from four at four at, from work. Sorry, mm-hmm. at uh, four o'clock and go duck. And you can, of course, but yeah, it's a lot easier just to just go I, out I, there. Generally, ain't very good. In the yeah, yeah, that is true too, bad. as well. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to put a label also on favorite types of hunting because yeah, it's just hunting exactly, and generally exactly. it's just any great time, any any time exactly right yeah yep, for sure yeah but off of favorite hunting we're gonna go on to our next question about uh what do you think would be your dream hunt so to speak dream hunt that would be a really tough yeah one. it was a I've tough got, one I've for me too them. i've got two of them that's fine yeah go ahead that. and honestly it's like you said when we were talking about yours is if if I couldn't duck hunt here, it'd be a duck hunt somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say this: I was spoiled, spoiled. Yeah. When I was a young man. Yeah. I my dad was company. They were all going on a trip to Arkansas, and one of the guys couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. So dad was able to buy my way onto the trip for a pretty good price. You know, was yeah. able to get me to go with him. And at I think I was twelve years old, we went to Arkansas and absolutely annihilated him on a. Uh, uh, self-guided pit yeah it was it was great i think there was five of us in was there. that what, was that up. northern or full limit the first day and like two or three birds shorter full limit the second day that's pretty cool so it was just un, unreal i that's mean pretty cool. and what was crazy is man we shot more 
we, we hunted the first morning and limited right before lunchtime and then it started pouring down rain as we were leaving yeah. and then the second day it was like clear or whatever and all good and we hunted all day until yeah. like well i say all day we hunted till like four o'clock that evening yeah because we had to get out in time to start mm, yeah to get back and, and start getting and, ready to come back exactly yeah. exactly but we hunted until like four o'clock that evening and still ended in, and ended up three birds short at the exact same mm-hmm. line two days back to back it was pretty pretty wild is, but yeah. anyways like i said I, I would obviously love to do that and maybe not even there just you know just just a, a jam up duck hunt somewhere mm-hmm. whether it yeah. be kansas whether it be uh arkansas whether it be missouri it's been a lot of good oklahoma, hunting in oklahoma i was just about any, to say any, that yeah. any of those you know i don't really care where just a good jam up duck hunt with a good mixed bag because i mean i love shooting wood ducks more than anything and oh, i would yeah. never trade it for nothing Man, it's nice when you can shoot a different bird every once in a while, yeah. for sure, you know. Yeah. Other than just the same old wood duck or mallard. That's why I was so thrilled oh, yeah. with that gadwall last year. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. To a lot of people, a gadwall ain't nothing but old gray duck. But yeah. We just oh, don't yeah. see many of them. So. And the same way with those few teal we were exactly. able to shoot. Exactly. It was crazy. We, were, exactly. we didn't see any teal hardly during the early season. Mm-hmm. And then we start seeing them and shooting a few in January. Yeah, exactly. That's don't, crazy. We really don't. February. It's about... And we February, shot the first both. one in January, and y'all yeah. shot all the, the rest of them on the yeah. youth hunts in February. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of backwards almost. All right, and my second one here. Mm-hmm. Pretty obvious, though, for me, because we talked about it the other day. Yeah. Elk. Oh, yeah. I don't care where, Colorado, New Mexico, the northern, uh, you know. Montana, I've heard that Idaho, I don't, I don't Idaho's good, too. Idaho. I, I've heard it's a little it. cheaper, too. Any it's of them, you, just, you get me out of some milk. I don't even, I don't even really care if I kill one. I just want to go up there and experience it. Get to listen to them. I want to hear him bugle. I want to experience the elk rut in the mountains. Be just unreal. Because, I mean, it just, it, it, it's, I love turkey hunting. And it's, and it's like, it's about as similar, similar as you yeah. get to turkey hunting as far as lots a, of walking as far and as calling. A big game, you know, a, like a, a big, yeah. a servid style, you know, a, a, a deer. Yeah. You know what I mean? As oh, yeah. As close as you can get to that form of hunting. So, for us. Yeah. 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 Well, just, no, I'm talking about for any of them. Yeah. 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 So you go out there and you communicate to them and they communicate back to you and then you just kind of play that game of cat mm-hmm. and mouse trying to link up. But, uh, like I said, I just love to go up there and experience the elk rut one time. That'd, that'd be my dream for sure. Oh, yeah, that'd be real cool. For sure. Um, back to your trip you were talking about in Arkansas. Was that uh, northern or southern Arkansas? It was Jonesboro. Jonesboro. It okay. Was northeast, but okay. that was literally um, that was it's right up there on the river. Fourteen years ago, so do with that what you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Uh, you said it was. Um, that's up on near the river, correct? Yes. Yes. Not far at all. Mm-hmm. Just on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. What were some of the species? Yeah, we're getting into a few. A little remember. bit of everything. A little bit of everything. I, mean, I tell you, mainly mallards. Mainly mallards, yeah. First time we popped that blind open at just five minutes after shooting light. Yeah. We had a wall. I mean, probably 200, 300 That's mallards. Crazy. Just a wall. I mean, literally about more duck in the sky. That's crazy. And we, they, they would, because we got in there, you know, bright and early and everything. There were ducks all around us on the water. Oh, yeah, they yeah, They had been yeah, coming in throughout the morning, you know, with us just sitting down in the pit with it all closed up. There was already ducks all around us on the water, and yeah. sure enough, we had our, you know, uh, Jim, the guy that was with us, mm-hmm. who was like, you know, kind of the lookout kind of or whatever, guiding or whatnot. Yeah, per se, because yeah. he had just done a lot. Yeah, yeah, than yeah, anybody yeah. else. But uh, he sure enough, he said, "Look, he looked up. He said, guys, we got a shooting time now. We got a big group coming in. There's ducks all around us, but let's let this group work in. Whenever they do it right, we'll shoot." Mm-hmm. Sure enough, they worked around, worked right into all them, you know, live birds, all yeah. the decoys coming yeah. right in there, perfect threw that thing open i think we killed 12 that's crazy 12 on the first just that fast <laughs> five of us pretty wild 
Oh yeah, wild. right. I mean, right then and there, just that fast, and then shovelers, a lot of shovelers, a lot of shovelers. We yeah. definitely killed some shovelers. Good old Hollywood. Um, <laughs> I, I think that was pretty consistent. It was pretty much just a few green wing teal, yeah. a lot of mallards, a lot of shovelers. My God, we saw so many snow geese. We didn't have any work on us or anything. Yeah. Couldn't shoot any. They were just a mile high. But oh yeah. Jesus Christ, man! Just I'm telling you, sky, from one just side white sky, snow geese as hard as that's crazy. Going south as hard as they could, it was under. They're running, running from the cold, man. Yeah, for sure. What time of year was that? That was that was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, right on Thanksgiving. Gotcha. For sure. gotcha, gotcha. I remember we actually, we actually left from a Thanksgiving get together mm-hmm. to go there. We went yeah. and hung out for a little while and left out and then hunted that weekend. It was like Thursday, you know, and then we hunted uh, Friday and Saturday and came back home Sunday. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go on to our uh, next question here. Um, what would you say is a must-have that you just gotta have in your pack anytime you try to go hunting? Well, hmm. early season is time. Oh yeah, sure. you gotta you gotta Period. gotta have some Period. mosquito I, protection. I don't <laughs> if I'm going fishing, if I'm going sitting, I, I don't care. I'm gonna take a thermostat if it's early season. Oh yeah. But, uh, I mean, for me, my pack changes a lot, mm-hmm. just depending on what I'm doing, where I'm going. I'm trying to think of just a true constant that I keep in there. I mean, I, I'm running a lot of cameras, so mm-hmm. I've got a little, yeah. uh, I've got a little couple, like, portable chargers mm-hmm. that I yeah. keep in there pretty much Those all the time. Those are good for phones, too, though. So I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So I can charge my phones and charge my camera, just anything I need to. So I definitely use that a good bit. Um, and then, like I said, it just if we're duck hunting, mm-hmm. a good, good, good light for me because oh, yeah. we're running swamps. Now, if I was in a marsh, I really wouldn't be as yeah, worried about yeah. it because it's just real shallow water everywhere. You know, there's not holes all over. Yeah, the place, and it, but like you that. could be going out across that swamp and at any time hit a beaver drag it, or exactly. some kind of stump sticking up or whatnot. Exactly. You know, lose your footing. It's sure. So for me, I da- it can be dangerous sometimes. Definitely, exactly. So for me, as far as duck hunting goes, my bag, I'm not leaving without. And I'm not just talking about your standard old little energizer. From, oh, yeah. You're uh, talking about some, some spotlights. Either man. a super, super headlamp or even, you know, uh, a homemade rig. Yeah, right? yeah. You I, got I, one. I you, you, what I've got. I've got a standard energizer light, which mm-hmm. I use, but I've also got like a little light mounted on the side of it that's twice as bright that I can zoom. It's one of those that you can zoom in What are those out, things you know? called? Uh, I can't even gosh, remember. Gosh, they got a name. No, I can't even remember. <laughs> but, um. Like I said, what's good about that is that you can zoom it in and out. So, like, if I'm working the decoys right in my, you know, right in front of me there, I can zoom that thing out and just give me a big wide, uh, big wide beam, you know, mm-hmm. of light right there around yeah. for me to work with. But like, if I'm trying to go somewhere, if I'm trying to see across the swamp or like see where I'm where I'm sitting and stuff like that, I can mm-hmm. zoom it in so I can see all the way on the other side. Yeah, get you some distance without with having to light. carry a spotlight in my hand. Yeah, you know, versus where you just got a little headlamp, all you've got is just a few feet right there in front of you. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Yeah, so. That works out great for me. Once oh, I, yeah. once I, I hunted for probably three hunts. Whenever we got uh, permission to hunt with John, at his spot, you know, yeah, I hunted twice, two or three times with a regular headlamp. I was like, man, mm-hmm. this is dangerous. It just ain't working. I had to go make I you up some more light, <laughs> and I did. And man, I never went without it again. And it's just, it, it's just amazing the difference having a good light makes running them swamps. Oh yeah. Because I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, and I don't mind. I don't have a bit of problem with it, but 
I was the main guy that was going out and messing up, yeah. setting the decoys, pulling pulling decoys. Yeah, we have a good little had a good chain going there. I'd I'd throw them to you and then exactly, you set them out exactly. there. But I was the one actually getting out in the swamp mm-hmm. in the pitch yeah. black, dark, you know, with running water. Right. I mean, it can get a little was, spooky too. It was for sure. I remember sure, um, so. sometimes on on a few of our public land hunts. Yeah, we all got. We were all getting out there, sure, uh, getting up decoys. Year, we were literally. Well, no, we were setting decoys. Man. Yeah, that's we right. Yeah, twenty or thirty yards from the edge of the reeds, which was another, another 20, twenty yards, yards from to the, the land. The, the bank. We were literally yeah. like fifty yards off the bank, setting them goose decoys on the edge of the spread, and like freaking, I'd say just under, you know, just just above waist deep water. And I mean, the bank was so far with a regular headlamp, you, you really couldn't even see. Able to see. You it, had to kind of base off my of the, headlamps. Um, I was able to see where we were. You yeah, know, it, was, it was pretty crazy. That's yeah, a lot to you for sure. I carried a spotlight out there with me for sure. Yeah, I had a couple of geese decoys hooked to me, and I was going out across there with the spotlight yeah. looking around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was fun though. It was oh yeah, crazy. it was. It was kind of kind of sketchy. Cool yeah, but it was time. cool. Yeah, it was definitely sure. cool. For sure. Yep. Well, we're gonna go on to our next question here what, um, you got? what are some of your favorite tactics or tips you would like to share with us what you want to start with what kind of hunt you want to start with uh we'll just start off we'll start off with deer hunting deer hunting man one of my things is and the reason that i've learned this is because i'm guilty of doing it i was horrible about my scent control and mm-hmm. stuff like that just yeah hoping that i could yeah. do that I went and got me one of those little small, just little cheaps. Not, not. I'm not talking about an ozone. It's no eight hundred dollar system you carry out there with you. I'm talking about just a little backpack ozone carrier, yeah. and one of them scent crusher bags. It's like it's like a fifty dollar rig. Nothing to it. Yeah. Okay. You take that, wash your clothes, do it all right, put your stuff in and out of there. It's made a world of difference since I started actually doing yeah. that right. Like oh I'm yeah, supposed that's to good. Sure. And uh, then another thing on them lines is, I mean, obviously. The wind is always what you want, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, but sometimes but you can't we're control about the wind. <laughs> like, like I said in our intros and everything we do, you know, we're hunting small tracks. Yeah, we, we don't have really five got or the seven space different stands to, to set a stand for everyone. For everyone directly. If we want to hunt at all, sometimes we have to hunt a little bit if you win. And something I found that helps a ton with that, and some people might call me crazy for it, because especially when you smell it the first time, but stuff called nose jammer. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, it, it smells like a dadgum. Going into vanilla a pastry bean, shop. Yeah, it smells like <laughs> vanilla bean ice cream. But I'm telling you, what it's supposed to do is it's got uh, it's called vanillin, and basically that exists in nature on its own, like in all the trees and stuff like yeah. that. They have a trace amount of it. Okay. Basically, what this stuff does is it just cloaks you, and it literally it smells so strong that when a deer's olfactory gland when they smell it. It literally pretty much just jams their ability to smell anything. And else. all they smell is just all they can vanilla. smell is that, but that doesn't scare them mm-hmm. because they're used they're to smelling normal, that. Yeah, walking naturally. through the woods. Our noses isn't quite strong enough to just go out in the woods and mm-hmm. smell that. Yeah, their nose is. Yeah, all that does is just overload it with that to where they basically can't smell hardly anything but that. Yeah, all and, they they, they can't smell a person because they're smelling vanilla. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. but they're used to that. It doesn't bother them. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I understand if you don't believe it at first, because I was a skeptic of it at first. I'm like, there's no way this works. And I'm not saying just go in there and gosh darn spray your whole body top to bottom and just cover yourself in it. No, mm-hmm. yeah. spray your boots with it. Just use it just like it's directed on the package, you know. If, you, if yeah. you're just lightly trying to just spray your boots with it, but if you're really having trouble, say say that you're like, you, you've had some trouble with deer messing with you, you know, you feel like you're getting busted and stuff like you're getting smelled, coming in behind you, stuff like yeah. that. 
just take it, put a little bit on your boots, and then just stick it in your pocket. Carry it down there. When you get about 20, 30 yards from your stand, you know where you're going to hunt it, pull it back out of your pocket, pop the top, just a little spurt here, a little spurt there on the leaves, trees, yeah, stuff like yeah. that around. Just it, it's, it works similar to like the Evercom stuff. It just yeah, kind of calms yeah. them down. They get that, and it's all good. Then once you get up in your stand, spray just a little hit around you there, you know, and that's good. Like figure out where your downwind side is. Find something and spray a little bit on the outside there, you know, on your downwind side of you. That way when the wind blows into you and picks up your scent, your scent hits that and that all goes together. So at least it has a chance to kind of cover, you know, cover your scent before it gets to the deer. Mm-hmm. So just stuff like that that I've learned that works for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've used that stuff too myself. And minus the fact that it might make you a little hungry when you're sitting up there. <laughs> it's, it's always worked real good for me. Definitely. Um, um, if you want to, we'll move on and, uh, tell some of your favorite tactics and tips about duck hunting All or right. any other kind of hunting you'd rather do. Man, we, we talked on the last one about this, you know, me and you, we, we pretty much well covered it. Yeah. I mean, I'm in full agreement with everything you said on that, you mm-hmm. know, as far as just make sure your concealment's good, make sure your camo's good. Something that's very, very hard to do for a lot of people, me included, don't overcall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard to do because that's part of what it's, duck it's hunting part is. of the experience. You see that group of mallards you want to just highball at them and, and you just say, just, yeah. "Hey, I'm right here." But sometimes so it's better to just get a little Drake whistle in there, yeah, a little Drake maybe whistle, a couple quacks, and yeah, and some motion too. <laughs> Motion's always good. More than anything, motion good is to get some motion in the spread. Uh, like I said, um, Mojo's early season, great, mm-hmm. great for sure. When the ducks ain't seen them in eight months, ten months, you know, great. Yeah. But once the season kind of starts going on and on and on. Now, granted, if you're hunting a spot that don't get shot, unless mm-hmm. you're yeah. shooting it, you know, that's a like little Unpressured story. birds. Exactly. The more pressured the birds get, exactly. maybe exactly. the slightest Go more away from the mojo. Yeah. More away from the mojo wings and more towards the mojo ripplers. Mm-hmm. And like or, or actual the, or water motion, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Less spinning motion, more water motion. Some good ripples All of going it at and the stuff beginning. like that. I mean, honestly, the more motion, the better at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you, you get your spread really doing like it should, looking like a group of live ducks. You don't need a call. Oh yeah. You don't need a call. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it'll make them think that there's Truly. something down there that's it, just unresistible. Exactly, exactly. I mean, they got them new Duck Creek decoys now. The the tippers, they they flip around. They look oh great. yeah, 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 yeah. And man, I mean. They're super expensive, but I don't have any. I'm not like, you know, endorsing them by any means, but yeah. they do look like they could work good. And if you got a pretty penny that you're willing to spend on it, it might not be a bad idea because I might end up having to save up. Especially if, if they'll drop the price on them mm-hmm. just a little bit, I'll yeah. be I'll be interested in something like that for sure. Yeah, they definitely look like they would. They, yeah, just they, they look they real realistic exactly, when they go up and down. Exactly, and they do just like they're supposed to. Which sure. ones are those ones that like when they go down they shoot a little bit of water? Those, those are the pulsators. Those are pulsators. Okay, those okay. are the Higdon yeah. pulsators. Okay. They've got them in geese, ducks. It's just a butt. Looks just like yeah. the uh, yeah. looks just like the the mojo butt ups. Yeah, they just use. like the, the but ripplers. but they've got the little sprayer mm-hmm. on them and everything, mm-hmm. and they're also four times the price. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I don't have any of them. I mean, I'm yeah, not gonna say they the ripplers work, have always worked really really good for us. Yeah, every time we've used them, like I've never seen them flare burn. I'm not gonna say that I couldn't. That I wouldn't get them if they were if I could afford them. Yeah. But realistically, they're just not that much of a deal breaker for me to spend that much on. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. can take a jerk string and make it sling water, and put them ripplers out between and make it move water for literally a quarter of the cost. 
Yeah. I just, I just a little more than I'm willing to go out on it. But hey, to anybody else that wants to, they probably work great. I'm oh, not yeah, I bet so. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I just, I just can't bring myself to spend mm-hmm. that on them. I can get literally yeah. four of the Mojo versions, which yeah. have done great for me for the same price as one yeah. of those. And yeah. I feel like four corners of my spread moving with those ripples is better than one decoy in there spraying. You see what yep. I'm saying? So, yeah. But that, that's, like I said, if you got enough money to buy four pulsators, then you really yeah. go. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You're yeah, really I mean, going to shake them. I don't personally know, but for the price difference, I'd be willing to bet they might work a little yeah. better or whatnot. There's but something like I'm going to try this year that I've been seeing, you know, here and there, and I'm definitely going to try it at some point. Probably not on our private water quite as much because obviously it don't get shot as much like mm-hmm. in the public and stuff, especially if we go up there in the later season. Yeah. I'm going to try using a spread of, and I'm not talking about spinning wings here. I'm talking about all motion decoys. Literally yeah. every decoy. I mean, like maybe only five decoys. Yeah, two jerk strings and some ripplers and whatnot. In my opinion. Everything moving. Everything out there moving. No, yeah. No static decoys. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make everything look realistic. I really want to try that. In my opinion, things. it can be kind of hard just to beat a good old jerk string every sure, now and then. Sure, it's sure, just exactly. you got multiple I mean, birds moving at once. if you're really like specifically hunting mallards and stuff like yep. that because it's hard to use a jerk string on wood belts because like they're that. in and out you, so you just fast gotta be yeah. I mean, you can use one but you've just got to be sitting there you gotta have some space it. well no you, you see just, them too well not so much that yeah. you just got to be sitting there jerking it because they come in and so fast they're going if you you don't have time to get on it and pull it when you see them but if you're i mean if you're just sitting there if, if you come pulling your chair you don't mind doing it or you've got one of those new systems they use that pulls the darn jerk string for yeah. you those things are sick oh yeah Again, that's another thing. That a bit on the steep side. It's a little <laughs> steep, but I ain't going to lie to you. That's something I very well might screw around and buy mm-hmm. because that's nice to just oh, yeah, yeah. have that thing constantly moving without you having to do any input. All you got to do is hit a button to turn it on. That's pretty darn nice. Yeah, for sure. that does make, sound That'll cool. make some ducks come in, I'm telling you. Yeah, because it's like constant said, motion. For them wood ducks, they don't do much. But if you're truly, if you know you're in a spot with a lot of mallards, I mean, just two jerk strings, even uh, the motion ducks, or you can make them. I've made our own version motion duck now is it quite as good probably not not gonna yeah. lie but if you got open water it works just fine i just took yeah. made some spreaders that clip onto my normal jerk line and it works like a charm absolutely works like a charm you just yeah. clip two or three decoys onto the spreader and then clip the spreader right onto the single clip for the jerk line yeah and then you just pull it just like normal it works great and it makes them wiggle and waggle and they a little don't bit more do they the don't just come they, in a straight line exactly, every single time they, they spin side change side, it up a little change, bit they dive all, yeah all get a little inconsistent stuff. Not dive, but you know, yeah, dive yeah, or yeah. whatever. Exactly. Yeah, the same way you know a normal jerk stream would work when you release the cord, exactly. they kind of flip exactly. under to look For like sure. they're dabbling. For sure. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go on to our next question here. Um, what kind or brand of weapons do you use or have you used in the field? Uh, what you want to start with? Um. Well, we started off with deer hunting on our last one, so we'll just kind of stay with that. Your uh, deer rifle. Well, currently I am shooting a DPMS LR308. It's an AR-10 style uh, rifle. Heard that. I absolutely love it. Got her pretty decked out, but got half the stuff took off of it for deer season. (laughs) But, uh, man, I love that rifle. It's a little heavy, but other than that, it does Well, the heaviness really would also add to accuracy. Yeah, it takes away from recoil. It takes a lot away from recoil. It's like shooting a BB gun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't really matter for me. I I don't really care that much about kicks, but... Like I said, it's like shooting a darn BB gun, man. You're shooting a 308 out of it. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Good I got range, a little, yeah. little 10 round mag that I use for it. That's it. So yeah. When I, well, when I'm hunting. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. a couple 30s that I use yeah. when I'm playing. But, like Take I it said, to the range every now yeah, and then. Exactly, exactly. 
But uh, like I said, I use that, and then uh, I use obviously I've used your gun, you know, a few times in the past. Of yeah. course, I love that little seven millimeter right here we talked about last time. Yeah. Um, shoot, that's pretty much it as far as I've I've used. Uh, Dad's got a two seventy short Magnum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Browning a bolt. I definitely used it a few times in the yeah. past, and yeah. probably will again. I mean, it's a sweet gun. That's oh for sure. yeah, lots of range for sure, with that for one. Sure. Yeah, if you're ever you know have any long distance, long long distance, that's a great gun for I it. Mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it ain't, but I would shoot my AR. Just oh yeah, fast. too. Yeah, of course, because, of course. See, what's good about my AR though is I've got it. it it's got one of those uh, like a like a mill drop scope on it, mm-hmm. so. It's literally dialed currently right now. I know for a fact it's uh, like a hundred yard. I got it shooting two inches high at a hundred yards mm-hmm. to two hundred yards zero. Yeah. And then after that, it's like set up perfectly for three, four, and five on the middle line. Yeah. So literally, all I'd have to do is just figure out, you know, if there's, and obviously, I mean, if there's a heavy crosswind or something, I'm not going to say that I'm sending that. But if it's just nice and calm, three, four hundred yards, like I do, pick up the middle line, I send it for sure. Yeah. Sir. Yep. Um, so uh, you want to talk about your shotgun brand that you use too? TriStar. TriStar. I'm shooting the TriStar. Yeah. Man, I've had that thing for years and years and years, and it's been a great gun, man. Poor man's Benelli. We'll just leave it <laughs> at that. But no, nah, I mean, truthfully, like I said, when the day comes that it does conk out on me, you know, and it's time for a new one, I probably will go ahead and step up and get me some kind of Benelli or Franke or Browning yeah. or something, something like that. But for now, man, the if damn it works, thing, it works, the damn man. thing shoots so good, and I shoot so good with it, I don't want to change, man. Yeah. I feel like I might go from that to a Dagnum Benelli and not be able to hit the broadside of a barn. Every I, gun is different, I too. I shoot that gun so good, and it's, you know, it's got, it, it basically is a clone of a Benelli. Yeah. It really is. It's just a little bit different, but it shoots great. I mean, it shoots, I'm shooting a Carlson's choke out of it. Oh, yeah. Just three inch. Generally, number twos, number four, something mm-hmm. like that. I've shot BBs out of it before. I'm not going to say they won't do good or whatever but yeah. i'm generally shooting number twos or number fours and i have no complaints whatsoever with that gun yeah man uh we're gonna move on to another question here uh which carolina do you refer to hunt man i mean honestly it's it, it's it stinks to say it because i kind of wish I, if i had a few more places in north carolina yeah. it might be a little more different but Literally seventy five percent of my mm-hmm. my hunting areas are in South Carolina, so I'm pretty much just gonna have to kill the South Carolina. Oh yeah, one. yeah, I don't blame I you. I mean, like I said, I love being able to hunt here at the house. This little spot we got here is you know great, but shoot, man, South Carolina, no question. Yeah, sucks having to pay that out of state license. Oh fee, yeah, no. They, I'm telling you, man, they should they should give us some kind of break because we're so close. We're literally well, no, we're in South Carolina more than North Carolina. <laughs> you know, what I mean, if you're buying annual, that should mean something. But yeah, bought it, annual it every year for the last exactly. 15 years. Well bought the dadgum <laughs> lifetimes. Lifetime right now, it's outrageous. Oh, yeah, for especially sure. for, you know, our age and being non-residents. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, man, I, I appreciate you coming on here with us for a little while. Uh, oh, no problem, man. I had a good time. Yeah, me too, always like always. Talking about hunting. Yeah. You can't beat that. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add on here before we wrap it up for this episode? Man. I just like to. I appreciate you, you know, coming on here with me and doing yeah. this stuff. Oh yeah, this has been been fun so far. We've only done two episodes, but truthfully, it's been yeah. fun just sitting around. Oh, talking. it's been a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, that's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. I can't wait to get uh, Morgan and Dad in here. We'll talk to them about it a little bit. I'm thinking maybe you know I kind of sit on that first one, but I think I'll probably just have both of us, you know, interview them and just 
just questions here, yeah. questions there. And we'll split them up, alternate a little all, bit. Man, who, who knows? Maybe we'll just get them both on here at the same time. Yeah, we could yeah, do that, too. Get, get all four of us we'll on just, here. We'll just yeah. go ahead and take care of it all together like that. But uh, like I said, it's, it's been fun for sure. And uh, just shoot, I can't wait to get some guests on here, get some people from yeah. down to down oh, yeah. Carolina to come on here and talk about hunting. Man. It'll be fun. I'll see. Um, I'll ask Brett. See if he wants to join in for a couple. Oh, yeah, I guarantee yeah. you. Can get oh, yeah. I, I feel like he'll be all over for it. sure. Like I said, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to network with some people. You know, try to get some mm-hmm. people from around the state on here. Already got a couple people that I, I'm interested in talking to, trying to get on here. I think they'll be happy to come on. So yeah, that'll be a good time, man. I can't wait to get yeah. this thing moving forward. Oh yeah, me too. Yes, sir. Yes, yep. sir. Yep. Right, well, man. I'm pretty sure that'll about wrap us up for episode two here on the Hunting in Carolina's podcast. Uh, if y'all have any questions or whatnot, you can contact the Instagram page at um, mid underscore Carolina underscore outdoors 704. Sounds good. And me. check out the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Check, check out, out the YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. And uh, we've also got our website now, which you can find yeah. uh, just midcarolinaoutdoors.simdiff.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, shoot, if you want to come on here for any reason, by all means, reach out to us on one of our platforms. Um, like I said, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate you. Over. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Catch y'all next time. See ya. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. If anybody would like to come on the Hunter in Carolina's podcast, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram channel at mid underscore Carolina underscore outdoors 704. Thanks again for listening and catch us on the next episode.